Welcome to Investment Moments with Momentum Investments, where we unpack all things investments to provide you with better insights for the important discussions with your clients to help them achieve their goals. In this episode, we unpack some of the greatest challenges facing the advisor community and hear how Momentum Investments endeavors to assist advisors in navigating this ever-changing financial landscape. I'm Ali Simpkins, the local fund specialist for Momentum Collective Investments, based out of the Gauteng region. Joining me today in studio is Kapil Joshi, the head of Momentum Collective Investments. Welcome, Kapil, and thank you for joining me today. Please tell us more about yourself, and please expand on your role as the head of Momentum Collective Investments. Hello, Ali. I am so excited to be here with you today to talk about what I think is an awesome topic for in terms of how advisors are facing these respective challenges in our industry. But before we get there and to your question, let's maybe quickly rewind back to 2010 when I joined Momentum, fresh out of university, super excited and chomping at the bit to really get into the business and corporate world and probably already showcasing my passion and love for investing and more importantly, spending time with investments. And it quickly dawned on me that that passion and that requirement to get into the corporate world was quickly challenged. But I must say something quite special about this business that we sit in, Momentum Investments. It's one of the places that you honestly feel like a family. Every single person welcomed me with open arms. It was one of the most exciting journeys in terms of the first two weeks because it really connected me to the business, it connected me to the environment, and it connected me to the people. And that's what's so special about our business. It's really deeply connecting itself with its people. And more importantly, that resonates with the external environment as well. We have the opportunity to work with advisors, we have the opportunities to work with clients. We have the opportunities to work with institutional partners. And for each one of them, we really make it our business to really turn it into a personal connection. And that's what I felt when I stepped into the business. Now, being there for the 10 years that I have and already sharing some of the highlights of what makes it special to be in that business, there were a number of learning points that I went through throughout my career. Some of them um, were around the fact that you, go, you have to develop certain personality traits. We are a value system based uh, business. It also talks about the fact that we are hard on results, but soft on people. And something like that really connected me to the environment that we work in and allowed me to flourish and blossom into the person that, that I am today. Now, I think importantly, as part of that journey and, and in, in connecting you to my current role being the head of collective investments, it's always important to have somebody that you can look up to, somebody that guides you, somebody that walks the journey with you. And there wasn't a shortage of mentorship or uh, learnership opportunities at Momentum with the people that I worked with. And that I think is also important. An environment and a time where hope seems to be something of a softer or mute point, the reality is it actually counts and counts in favor for a number of individuals. And uh, for me personally, that was the one thing that I really enjoyed in my career to the stepping stone that I'm at. And that was the deep connection that I had with my mentors, with my leaders, people that paved the way for me to really deliver the best version of myself, not only in the business, but to all of our stakeholders that we obviously managed through the investment journey. Now, something quite special about Momentum Collective Investments as a business is that we've been around for a while. I mean, if it, uh, some of our unit trust capabilities date back to the early 1960s. We were one of the first companies that launched one of the first collective investment schemes or registered unit trusts in South Africa. And that's a proud history and legacy that we maintain today and something that we continue to do. Now, importantly for our business, and you asked me what, it, what at least a part of my role is in the context of MCI, for short, my day-to-day -day job very much looks like the following. Um, it starts off with a great cup of 
coffee just in order to get us going. Caffeine is one of the good things that keeps me going for an entire day. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and further to the, uh, the caffeine intake, um, it really starts with a couple of first steps. Just thinking about what the day ahead looks like. Importantly, there's tons of meetings and those meetings generally always require some sort of decision. And importantly, there's also the connection with where we are as a business and our clients. So we constantly look at the numbers in terms of what we are generating. We look at the performance of our unit trust funds and we then assess where we are in relation to some of our plans. And maybe just a final point then is there's a huge requirement and onus placed on collective investment scheme managers to maintain certain regulatory oversight and uh, measures that, that protect unit holders and shareholders alike. And a big part of my day-to-day job also make sure that we adhere to and strictly focus on those um, aspects of the unit trust company. Kapil, you use the word passion multiple times and your passion is certainly evident. Please, can you share a success story pertaining to Momentum Collective Investments to our audience? I mean, there's so many to name, so I'm not going to name all of them today. And amongst all the numerous accolades, both locally and globally, I think the one that we are probably most proud about was a recent accolade that we achieved as a business. And more often than not, collective investment scheme managers are measured on three outcomes. The returns that they provide to unit holders or clients, um, the assets that they have under management, and more importantly, um, how they actually manage their business, as I mentioned earlier earlier in terms of the regulatory oversight and the quality of regulatory oversight applied. In this particular instance, the one accolade that I do want to highlight to you is the 100 billion rand assets under management that we as Momentum Collective Investments early in January just crossed. Something quite important for us, one of our goals in our business is to obviously continuously grow assets through regular performance in our funds, but also to do that by acquiring clients onto our various and respective unit trusts or collective investment schemes. And this 100 billion um, that I mentioned now is a result of both of those things taking place. We've seen how healthy growth in our client acquisition across all of our targeted clients, but we've also seen the opportunity for performance in many of our collective investment schemes returning back after what has been quite a tough sideways market over five years in South Africa, but also globally, and importantly, with tons of volatility as well, which I think is something that we are deeply passionate about in navigating our clients through, but also incredibly proud about in celebrating when you cross a hurdle like the 100 billion that we've just crossed. And I think it's fair to say that it's only onwards and forwards from yeah, so on to the next 150 billion. 100%. And congratulations on passing the 100 billion rand mark. That is truly a fantastic achievement. A quote by John C. Maxwell reads, One of the major keys to success is to keep moving forward on the journey. Make the best of the detours and interruptions and turn adversity into advantage. What would you say are some of the greatest challenges facing the advisor community today? Firstly, just what a deeply impactful quote, right? I mean, if we just think about some of the things that are happening around us at this very point, you've got the Russia and Ukraine crisis. Um, you've got closer to home um, various economic and political challenges that we're facing in terms of um, small factors as simple as just unemployment rates um, and driving for better economic uh, growth in, in, in South Africa. Now, I think the word challenges um, is quite an important one there and advisors themselves face challenges on a constant basis 
basis as well. Some of these are very much as a result of the industry, so I'll touch on that shortly, especially in asset management, and I'll highlight a few of the challenges that I think are in front of asset managers as we speak and how that affects advisors. But similarly, there are those that affect the advisor directly, and I think that's the best place to start. If we think about the implications of RDR, and RDR is not new to South Africans, it's not new to advisors in South Africa, and has followed the global trend, um, particularly from the UK, in order to impart better financial advice. So I think we as an industry are all for better financial advice outcomes, meaning that clients benefit and advisors benefit through the process. But on the same token, it meant that advisors had to navigate quite a significant change. And I think in that context, they've been able to quite strictly adhere to certain protocols in terms of how they manage their time, importantly, how they acquaint themselves with the products and services available from the product providers that they partner with, but further to that, also navigate the complexity of the investment and savings environment in order to give those better financial advice outcomes. Now, RDR is one example, right? Fit and proper is another example. It talks about the appropriateness of the financial advisor when sitting in front of the client and disseminating the financial advice that they are providing to the client in order to achieve certain outcomes. Now, in this specific instance, I think all of these, let's call it regulatory headwinds, or at least on face value, they appear to be regulatory headwinds, um, certainly generated better financial advice outcomes, but meant, as I said earlier, that advisors had to navigate those complexities. All of that resulted in the fact that, unfortunately, they started losing time with their clients, the most important goal nugget of them all in terms of a financial advisor. The more clients you see, the more advice that you give to them, the better the annuity income stream that you're able to generate as an advisor um, through being able to give that advice. But more importantly, the closer the relationship you are able to build with your client. And I think in that specific instance, some of these challenges that I just touched on earlier meant that, that they unfortunately could not spend as much time with clients as they intended to and wanted to um, and had to spend time catching up with regulation, catching up with studying to be on top of all of their product provider services and product offerings. And that unfortunately resulted in the adverse effect. Are we better for it now? Undoubtedly in my mind. But in these specific two instances, there's more change coming. There's more change in the horizons and I think advisors need to be able to step through through some of these. And now I'll touch on asset management because I think that's the one that affects financial advisors on a continuous basis, but probably one that is ripe for change as we speak at this very moment. Financial advisors are um, more commonly used to what are traditional collective investment schemes and as a result are used to specific asset classes and packaging of collective investment schemes utilizing those asset classes. Let me expand this thought by way of an example. Take traditional equity as an example. Traditional equity exposure to the likes of locally, NASPARS is a good example of an equity counter, an equity stock as we refer to it, is an example of a capability that's put into a portfolio and a few of those then make up an equity unit trust portfolio or equity collective investment scheme. A global example is Apple or Amazon. You put those together and you register a collective investment scheme and that has equity exposure and that is defined as the asset class that you are exposed to with the various counters underneath as, as per the examples that I've used. Now, in this very specific instance, there are a few things that are hitting the asset management industry that means changes for how we look at certain asset classes like equity in this specific instance. The two examples I really want to highlight to you today is ESG or economic, social and governance factors. These are some of the new principles that have been brought into the asset management landscape as a result of just being a consciously appropriate investor around certain factors. And as they are defined in the name, those are economic, social and or governance. Now, just using a few examples and by way of illustrating this through the millennial community. 
many of them are very aware of the carbon footprint that is attached to whatever it is that they are buying, purchasing as consumers of certain products. The same goes for when they look to invest and save. They want to know for a fact that whatever they're investing in has a socially conscious hat on. And as a result, the money or assets that are generated are being allocated to appropriate um, investment opportunities that takes this into account. What does this mean for advisors? It means advisors now need to start to understand how asset managers are starting to think about um, these specific factors. And more importantly, as a result, they have to change how they think whether they want to partner with them going forward should those factors not be there, especially because it's coming from a client demand perspective. Now, economic, social and governance factors are very, it's very early days in South Africa for it to take precedence. But rest assured that the asset managers in South Africa are definitely already starting to take these, these factors into account. Some of the other things that I want to also touch on is that client behavior and understanding how clients respond to certain market triggers through a behavioral analysis is also something new in our industry and asset managers are starting to make it their business to really understand that better. Now, not only the advice that you're giving to your clients, but also how clients are reacting through various market shocks, how they respond to when um, there's general volatility in the market. Do we see the same expected flight to cash through all various behavioral types and generations. And those are becoming much more important to understand for us as product providers. But on the same token, as we evolve, you as advisors need to also constantly evolve. And that's why this becomes much more important to kind of recognize, but also spend time working through. To the point of, Ali, back to your question, there are tons of challenges facing the advisor. We hope that at Momentum Investments and by working with us, we can help you to navigate those much more seamlessly and also help you get on top of them much more quickly. Certainly, so many complexities compounded during very difficult times for our advisor community. So Kapil, please can you elaborate as to how Momentum Collective Investments are assisting advisors in navigating these pain points? So Ali, I alluded to it in my first response to you. I talked about the personal connection and I used the word connection quite a bit as well. For us, investing is personal and it's not just a slogan. Those aren't just words we tell ourselves. We truly passionately believe it. We act it and we then go out in the market with those words deeply resonating in every single blood flow in our bodies. Now, I'll expand on what investing with uh, why investing with us is personal really means. Understanding your clients and wanting to really deeply connect with what your clients are doing, why they're doing it, and importantly, through that journey, that relationship between you and your client, really make it our business to get that right, understand it well, and connect with you for a few reasons. Number one, to make you look good in front of your client. Number two, to really get you to be able to give the best advice as it relates to our products and services that you are graciously enough partnering with us on. And more importantly, we also make it our business to ensure that through our investment philosophy, which is called outcome-based investing, we build a client-centric proposition um, that really matches your client needs. And I'll do, I'll, I'll illustrate this by way of further example. Outcomes-based investing at its core, at its DNA, really looks at the various needs and demands of the client. And I've now touched on, on this a few times. We then take it to the next level whereby we say, inherent in investment proposition, investment approach, there are a few factors that we need to take into account. One of which is the return expectation of the client, and that's matched typically through the goal that the investor is saving for, be it retirement, buying a car, buying a house, whatever the case may be. We then match that to an appropriate risk budget over a specific time period that is allocated to it. And then we build our process further in terms of the assets that we put together, as well as the solutions underneath. Now, none of that should add any complexity to advice process. That's our advice process. 
that's our process that's important for the investment experts in our business to really focus on. It's at that point that I think it's also fair to say investment expertise is different for different asset managers. Investment expertise for us is pedigree over the number of years that we've already spoken to. Investment pedigree talks to the qualifications and the expertise in varying, in managing various asset classes over the time period that our asset managers have. And we are deeply proud about the ability for them to navigate um, what I think are often challenging um, situations, situational factors um, like the Russia-Ukraine crisis. And it's important that you trust them with that process. That's not up to the advisor. That's not up to the client. And hence the reason for us breaking that down, packaging it in what we then deliver as the most simplified um, solution set that we can take to market for you and your clients to really um, connect with connection again, but more importantly, stick to the journey out with us because we hopefully over time will be able to deliver to various um, to various client expectations as well. Now, while having spoken about our investment philosophy and we've already touched on how asset management and the asset management landscape is changing, I think it's also important for you to hear how we as an asset manager are responding to some of these things. Inherent in our process is economic, social and governance factors. We've also got a process for scoring how those factors relate to each of the fund managers, each of the assets that we put into all of our portfolios. And therefore, you can take comfort from the fact that the scrutiny that we apply and how we look at some of these factors is prevalent in your portfolio that you offer to your clients and more importantly that we apply the appropriate filters in the way that we look at some of those factors and finally we also think innovation is important and I'll illustrate this by way of two examples in our recent fund launch of the thematic fund which we've called the momentum future trends fund we've taken some of the let's call it exciting developments in the world take everyone hears the news about companies like Tesla and we try and bring those factors into our investment universe and exposure to those factors in our investment universe into a portfolio that we can offer to clients in our multi-asset proposition. Similarly, we've also done the same with our global proposition, whereby we've introduced two new sustainable funds that are managed in slightly different ways to just in, or, well, in, in order to give a few benefits, one of which is a cost benefit to clients, one of which is also to give that pure active overlay and active asset allocation view on something like global equity into two portfolios that I think are well suited to the South African market at the time where global valuations and the RAND exchange rate certainly presents various opportunities to obviously enter into the global market. And that innovation aspect is quite important. It allows us to remain relevant to what's happening around us. The world is constantly evolving and it importantly also allows us to be dynamic in the context of the asset management landscape changing and provide you with solutions that you can constantly provide to your clients. And if I bring this all back to now a final thought, Ali, which I'd like to share with you. Uh, this is the one I think I'm most excited about in terms of our business and what we are doing in the specific space is around the behavioral aspect to investing. So we, some of you may have seen and I encourage you to go and look at some of our behavioral white papers around the subject uh, written by Paul Nixon. Um, the world is assessing and looks to assess consumerism and consumer behavior. It's no different in the asset management world. We are doing the same at Momentum Investments. We are spending time really looking at how clients behave through the vast history and data that we have in our business in, in through various market cycles, through various market shocks, but also when markets are not 
only doing those radical things that we all enjoy about being in investments, but also when it's static and when it's doing what it's expected to do, how are clients behaving? And this is not just how clients are behaving on our local platform through our investment ma- management proposition locally, but also on our global platform, looking at how they're behaving through our global asset management propositions. And in there, we've seen some interesting thoughts. Importantly, we've seen things like where clients through market shocks like what we've experienced through COVID would switch to cash just to want to behave, belong to the safe haven asset class and take away risk from their portfolio. But we've also seen that they were just too slow to react when there was an opportunity for market to bounce back. Now that opportunity missed is something that we also think we can, we can help advisors and clients with. That's where we've got a dedicated fund specialist support team around the country that is equipped to help you and your clients to really look at some of these factors our behavioral lens at investing, but also match it to the various investment capabilities that we have in our arsenal to really help you and your clients to make the right choices, to stick to the investment objectives of the client, and importantly, help you to navigate some of the challenges that you as advisors constantly see. Let's take the pain out of investing, the choices out of investing, the complexity out of investing from your world. Let's make it our problem because we love it, we're passionate about it, and we'll work with you to solve them. That's it from me, Ali. Thank you, Kapil. Definitely, to take the pain out of investing, that would be fantastic for all of our clients, I'm sure. Thank you for sharing your insights with us, as well as your personal stories. Your message certainly evokes a sense of partnership and deeply resonates with me personally as part of the distribution team. In closing, Momentum Investments strives to partner with clients and aims to create a personal experience throughout their investment journey. With us, investing truly is personal, and regardless of how we have evolved over time, solving for our clients' investment goals has remained at the core of our objectives as an asset management business. Thank you again, Kapil. I truly appreciate you being here. Thank you, Ali. And thank you for listening. And for more information, please visit our new and improved website at momentum.co.za. You've been listening to another production from Solid Gold Podcasts.